Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. You are listening to the Old Blokes Music Podcast. This is podcast number 100, a centenary of Old Bloke, believe it or not. And I'm joined in this special 100th episode of the podcast by... <laughs> Heidi Gillette. Hello, Heidi. Eat. <laughs> Old Bloke. <laughs> How the devil are you, Heidi? I'm good. I'm good. You're good. You're good. So I'm glad to hear you're good. And um, so I was knocking around some ideas for the 100th, and it looks like you've come up with an idea that could far excel and better anything that I'd come up with. So what is your wonderful idea? Do I have to sign something to give you permission? No, no. You've wavered all that just by coming on here. Well, since it is the 100th podcast and mm. it is a very special celebration, I thought we could do a dive into other hundred music related things that have okay. something to do with the number 100. 100. Okay. I mean, and I thought you could be 100% on board. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that not only me, but other people, perhaps Mr. Jensen Sundance could be. 100% on board. So you're you're going to get the ball rolling on this because sure, sure. I'm 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 a bit in the a bit not in the know. Okay. I'll, I'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about and okay. then maybe you'll get in the spirit of things for your 100th podcast. The 100th. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So do you know what the 100th best-selling album of all time is? The 100th best. 100th. Right. You're going to give me a clue, like as in genre or decade? Um, I think if I just said rock god. Rock god. The golden god of rock. Golden god. I am god. the golden god. So the hundreds. And what's this based on? Is, is this from a publication? Is it from some straw poll? I, I think this is just from Wikipedia. Okay. Oh, oh. Because I just I just googled hundredth best selling album of all time. Okay. So the one hundredth best selling album of all time, and he's a rock god. Um, Robert Plant. Right, and he was in a band called Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right. Well, so you said rock god so automatically i'm thinking well i just thought it. it would give you i just thought that you would say led zeppelin and not robert plant but oh. uh led zeppelin led zeppelin is the 100th best-selling album the 100 so yes have you made a note of what was number yes than... number one no, okay. i can tell you what was number, what number one? one is michael jackson's thriller we all know that off the wall was a much better album so that yes. list is wrong yes. right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no accounting for sales, right? No, People no. will buy sales whatever. Mean nothing. <laughs> sales mean nothing whatsoever. Um, so <laughs> you don't have a, do you have a favorite Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin song? Oh, um, I probably do. I'm just trying to think. I had to look up what was on that album because I couldn't remember. <laughs> well, I think, if I'm honest, I think this is the problem sometimes with some bands, especially like Led Zeppelin. Because one, I'm not the world's leading authority on it, but two, because 
they went down that route a bit like Adele, who names her albums after the, her age when it comes out. They just went, oh, uh, what should we call the first one? Led Zeppelin. What should we call the second one? Um, how about Led Zeppelin 2? What about the third one? Uh, we've right. got a thing going here. You know, and so normally with an album with a distinctive title, you kind of can put certain tracks in uh, certain um, albums, can't you? That's that's what I find anyway. So I'm I'm now going to have to refresh my memory because I'm I'm shocking. See, I'm, you've put me on the spot. <laughs> right. Well, when you look at all the titles, you'll say, "Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, I know that one. I know that one." I do like Dazed and Confused. I like Good Times, Bad Times. Oh, communication yeah, I mean, breaker. there's a lot to like. There is. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. And people are were willing to part with their money to buy this back in the days when people bought albums. But not as many people as Michael Jackson, obviously. Not as many people. Who bought that album incorrectly. <laughs> um. <laughs> it would be interesting to see where Off the Wall came in. Mm. In purchases, if it was below 100 or between number one and 100. I reckon that would have come in the top 200, perhaps. Perhaps top 200. Because You think it's below this one? Yeah. I believe, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I agree with you. I'll bet it is below this. Yeah, I'm going to go between one and 200. Yeah. But I am going to go for Dazed and Confused off of this album because um, I do think it's a rather fabulous album and that is a rather fabulous song. And when I've said it's a rather fabulous album, people will say, you couldn't remember a song off of it. That's <laughs> a complete brain fart. <laughs> Run, run, sweet baby, Lord, how they 
Well, our heads are full of so much music. And it's hard to music is full of music and irrelevant <laughs> rubbish that, that isn't as important as music. Obviously, <laughs> you know, like children's birthdays, people's <laughs> names, all, all the minus <laughs> trivial stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there's only so much room in the head that you can fit stuff isn't it and when a big chunk of it's music it, it's that little bit is either tumbleweed caught on the wind or it is like irrelevant rubbish you know like i can remember what pi d means i can remember that why do i remember that why do i need to remember how to work out the circumference of a circle why do I need to know that? But that Did is you need the... to know that professionally at one time? 30 odd years ago, <laughs> but I haven't used that for 30 odd years. So it's like, why do I remember that? But you know, and the words meniscus, parallax error. I've not used them since I, I finished doing science at school. But then words implanted there. Someone tell me their name as they shake my hand. Three seconds later, I'm like, oh, right. their name? what was it? <laughs> Is it meniscus? I can't remember. <laughs> but we're going for dazed and confused. So, do you do you have another one hundred thing there? Yes, I do. So my next one was what was the number one hundred album of twenty twenty of last year? Oh my right. god! Um, the the one hundredth best selling album of 2020 and this is obviously I, I, this is i'm global. not really sure yeah i should have i should have looked to see actually who made this list mm. i think it's billboard i'm pretty sure it's billboard right well it weren't me because otherwise i'd know i'm gonna <laughs> i'd like to think i'd know but, i don't uh, think this isn't on either of our radars it's not oh no oh no it's, not it's just a 100 music fact it's, it's not some god-awful bit-part actor who's been given... No. No, right. It's, it's not one of them, then. Some god-awful bit-part actor who's been given a recording contract. To no, no. Do but it's some god-awful bit, bit some... guy. Oh, God. Niall Horan with Heartbreak Weather. Oh, that's that's one of the... Um... One Direction guys. One Direction guys. Yeah. And that was the 100th best-selling... Mm -hmm. Yes. Album. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have the the? Top... I think he's a likable fellow, so he has a lot of goodwill. A lot of people said the same about Stalin and Hitler. You realise that? <laughs> <laughs> so that's no that's no yardstick to go by. <laughs> did you did you um make a note of what the top selling album? Yes. Oh, right. number one. We had a very long conversation about this album. Oh my word. I had a lot of strong opinions about this album. A lot of emotions about it. Okay. It 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 from ruffled a lot of feathers for me. From last year. Mm-hmm. From 2020. Oh my god. So I'm gonna tell you, and you'll say when I say it, you'll say of course. And I'm I'm guessing you can't guess it because the the years all blend into a blur in your mind and you can't separate last year from this year i'm having trouble so, thinking about it's the 21st <laughs> century let alone 2020 <laughs> last year so number one was taylor swift's folklore old swifty 
Right, and that that had oh, what was the connection? The um, guys from the National. That's it. Yeah. Wrote, wrote, did he write or co-write the songs? Produce? Yes. Yes. And that was the top selling yes. album. Yes. yes. Well, I, I, I'm guessing the guy from the National made a fair bit of wedge off of the back of that. Then. I hope so. Well, I hope so. I like and they've double downed on working with her. So, yeah, I know that there's a lot of. It seemed that very... it was well reviewed and well purchased. So that's like one of those rare albums I think that hits both. I'm I'm the only one it seems who's had trouble with it, but everybody else seemed to like it. <laughs> You're the only one who seems to have trouble with it. I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body, laughing, but the joke's not funny at all. And it took you five whole minutes to pack us up and leave me with it, holding all this love out here in the hall. I think I've seen this film before And I didn't like the ending You're not my homeland anymore So what am I defending now? You were my town Now I'm in exile seeing you out I think I've seen this film before Never learned to read your mind. I couldn't turn things around. Cause you never gave. 
Some of these figures, especially the more recent ones, could be um, somewhat awry because of streaming these days. Because obviously when we're talking about Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. that would have been physical sales of vinyl, cassette, wouldn't it? Um, CDs weren't really about them, were they? So because they obviously factor in streaming these days so if somebody's just skipping through it you know oh, you know it's like oh no i yeah. don't like that don't that's like what i did <laughs> yeah so i mean you've contributed to the number one album of last year just by skipping through it and going nah this ain't for me well i think a song has to be played for 30 seconds to for it to count as a play to get clicked 30 seconds 30 seconds and yet 250 streams counts as a sale. Mm. <laughs> so make sense of that. I, I, well, and the, another problem here is because I'm not Ms. Details, when I did this research, I didn't say, oh, streams or hard copies, or what exactly am I tabulating? I just kind of went with the generic question. Now, if it was something like, like, Pete's top 100 albums of all time, I didn't go to that website. But right. if it was Wikipedia, if it was Billboard, if it was mm. Rolling Stone, something like that, I, I used it. There's always that little bit at the bottom on Wikipedia, same as like f forms to do with legality, financial circumstances, where people go, oh, just tick it. They'd never look at it, do they? Same yeah, as Wikipedia. Right. People just like, <laughs> you know, get a trained chimp to enter something on Wikipedia and people would believe it hook line and sinker because they just couldn't be asked to read at the bottom that it was done by a chimp <laughs> <laughs> just the way it is niall was outsold by taylor swift quite considerably then i'm yes. guessing yes i mean that make to me that makes a lot of a lot of sense he's mm. one isn't he one of the lesser one direction guys i mean i suppose who are we to rank them <laughs> I guess Harry Styles would be first, right? Well, I must admit, every, I think everyone and their grandmother knows Harry Styles. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone must either know him or at least heard of him. Um, Niall, 
I've I've only heard of, I think via more Marcy because she shared things. Marcy mm-hmm. off of Periscope, she shared some stuff about him. But is is it, I suppose the thing is it'd be the equivalent of if we go back the decades, whether it be the Stones, the Beatles, you know, the, what was back in them days a boy band, right? And people only knowing. John Lennon and not knowing Paul yeah. McCartney, John, you know, it'd be like pff, mind blown. You know, I know the guy in the, guitar in the Rolling Stones, his name's Keith, but the others, I don't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, another 100 from you? Another 100. Well, it's interesting, seeing as we're talking about the Beatles, the 100th most interesting Beatle fact. <laughs> You're never going to guess this one. And I should have written the first one, but I didn't. But I do have the 100th most interesting fact. The 100th <laughs> most interesting Beatle fact. Yes. Um, is it to do with merchandise? No, not is really. It with, is it to do with an actual song or an album? No, it's more about their effect on people. It's a very random fact that you probably won't guess. Uh, uh, so I'm just going to tell you. Um, in the capital of Mongolia, there is a statue of the Beatles, and it's in a specific place right. because in Mongolia, when it was uh, Soviet state, when it was ruled by yes, Soviet sounds state, about right. Yeah, um, the younger people used to gather to in this particular spot to swap their things that they had learned about the West, including uh. Beatles songs. Uh-huh. And the Beatles kind of facilitated Beatles music kind of facilitated this interest in the West. Uh-huh. And they used to meet at this particular spot and ch- talk and share information. And so uh-huh. now there's a Beatles statue there. Well, that, That's the 100th most interesting Beatle fact. <laughs> it does seem a somewhat tenuous link to having a statue for the Beatles in a eastern country but you know i think that's pretty cool i'll go along with that i'll go along with that okay top 100 elvis quotes now these are either quotes Hmm. by him or about him oh this is interesting okay right let's see how is it um can you honey can you make me a peanut butter and banana (laughs) sandwich with a couple of cheeseburgers (laughs) on the side no it isn't lisa marie little lisa marie (laughs) Can I have a peanut butter and banana sandwich for your daddy? I think one of the best quotes, and it isn't either of these, is it was, he. I'm attracted to bells, as in B-E-L-L-E-S, just okay. not the wedding kind. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was good. I, I thought that's, that's quite good, that is. How but, about, uh, can you let out the jumpsuit? <laughs> this zipper's not big enough. <laughs> King is struggling in the jungle room with his jumpsuit. <laughs> but apparently number 100 was... Okay. And this is just obviously him reflecting. He said, when I got out of high school, I was driving a truck. I was just a poor boy from Memphis. Oh. So, obviously that. But the number I can, one... I can imagine him saying that. The number one quote. Now, did Elvis come up with this or was he told to say it? I mean, I'm not the world's leading. I don't. I'm not the world's biggest or slightest Elvis fan, and I know he's an American institution, so I don't want to offend. Um, he's a is, world institution. Well, 
<laughs> adopted. No, I know what you mean. Adopted globally, but an American institution. So apparently, the number one quote is. Truth is like the sun. You can shut it out for a while, but it ain't going away. Now, did he say that or did someone tell him to say that? <laughs> I don't... I, I mean, Colonel Tom was a smart guy, wasn't he? Because he made a lot of money. Made a lot of money and Elvis obviously went from a poor boy in Memphis driving a truck to a glow... Probably... Was Elvis the first global megastar? Probably. Probably. Um, I, do, I don't think so. I mean, if, if you think about... Frank Sinatra? You don't think he was across the world? Yeah, I don't know, but... Charlie El Chaplin, maybe? You don't I, think maybe megastar doesn't apply? No, I would I, think that they were. Oh, oh, yeah, certainly famous, instantly recognisable. I think the thing with Elvis, he was so... It was such a short time frame from being unknown to being known everywhere. And probably yeah. one of the big differences between, say, him, Sinatra, um, if we took, think about other musicians like the Stones, etc., etc., is by and large, Elvis didn't really venture far outside America, if at all. Right. Yeah. Whereas, not say modern day, Madonna, even the likes of Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, it's just the constant, relentless going around the world, keeping your profile up. Elvis didn't do that. No. <laughs> no, he was a good old homeboy. Yeah. Google's 100th most hummed song. 
Google's what what people yep. people hum. must hum songs and ask Google what the song is. Maybe the but it's Google's one hundredth most hummed song. I mean, I would never think of doing it. You know, like, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be careful. Hey, dot 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 dot. What song goes? <laughs> yeah. Um, the one hundred. This is a song that you know, no question about it. You definitely know it. I I know it definitely, but there's you've probably hummed it at some point in your life. There's a considerable and it's a rock song. It's that. not like a childhood song or anything like that. I say obviously no, but a considerable amount of people don't know it because they've had to ask Google. Yeah, they <laughs> might have had like you described it a brain a brain fart and not known right. what oh, it was. You you got to help me. Give me a decade at least. Um, sixties. Yesterday by the Beatles. No. Oh. Try the other band. The other band, what Rolling Stones? Um, yes. Rolling Stones. Don't say, not satisfaction. Sure. No, you right. can't always get what you want. Really? That's the one hundredth most hummed song according to Google. My word. I saw her today at the reception. A glass of wine in her hand. I knew she was gonna meet her connection. At her feet was a footloose man. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, well, you might find. Yeah. 
Related still, the top 100 instrumentals. Um, where this came from, the trouble is I have actually shut down some of the... Oh, this is from tunecaster.com, okay? The top 100 instrumentals. Uh, you can have a stab at number one or number 100. Uh, let's see. You'll know number one. You will know number one. Have I ever whistled it? <laughs> or hummed it? Maybe. <laughs> um, is it a, cl a classical piece? Um, not classical, but it, 
It, it, it does. It is an orchestra. What is it? Theme to a summer place. Theme from a summer place. Percy Faith and his orchestra. Yes. <laughs> I, I tell you what, that has got to be one of my favourites of all time. It's just one of them tunes that I remember hearing as a really young kid, and I just love. There's something really magical about that. If you didn't know the title of it, yeah. it just conjures up a summer feeling, doesn't it? It's just a yeah. beautiful piece of music. I just kept thinking about what, as a kid, when I was growing up, did I hear a lot on the radio? Mm. And even now on some stations, yeah. like, and it, that, they play it all the time. So yeah, I could out. see why you get number one. Yeah. Yeah. So, number two, quite different to Percy Faith and his orchestra. <laughs> quite different. Fifth of Beethoven. No. Hmm. Wipeout, I guess, is, is that an instrumental? Um, apart from the words wipeout. The Star Wars theme. No. No. I mean, I'd, I'd... Uh, Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? banjos. No. Yeah, dueling no. banjos. No. <laughs> no. It is someone I am rather fond of. Um, the tune is called The Lonely Bull. The Lonely Bull. I think it's El Solo Toro is what it means. Okay. I don't, do I, I don't know if I know this. The Tijuana Brass featuring oh. Herb Alpert. That was number 100. Wow. And I must well, that's number 100. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh,
think that's it's done better than number 101, whatever that was. Yeah, I wonder what that was. Uh, but <laughs> Floyd Kramer was 99. Kenny G, 98. Oh, boy. But not was it Songbird? Not that. Was it Songbird, that, that thing he used to do on the saxophone? I don't even remember. It was awful. I have to anyway. go to South Park and find out. <laughs> he was 98. Uh, the, th the Mission Impossible theme, 97. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Uh, ben Fa uh, Bent Fabric and his piano were 96. Don't laugh. Um, <laughs> with Alley Cat. Bob Moore and his orchestra. Oh, Alley Cat. Oh, my gosh. I haven't thought of that song in so long. Uh, Moore by Kai Wind Winding and his orchestra. Theme from Mondo K. Uh -huh. Billy Joe and the Checkmates, 93. Pipeline by the Chantays. On the rebound, Floyd Kramer, 91, I know that one, and one of my dad's favourites, and I remember him going out and buying this 45, <laughs> Hooked on Classics by the Royal Philharmonic uh. Orchestra. <laughs> I cannot believe that that's going to be better than the Mission Impossible theme or the Lonely Ball by Herb Alpert, but apparently it is. Do you have a problem with... Uh your favorite rock songs being used in commercials does that change them for you oh god i suppose luckily enough i don't think any of my absolute favorites have been used in commercials but if they did oh god oh no it's, it's a double-edged sword isn't it like couldn't you see uh what is it wake up the nation like for a coffee <laughs> <laughs> wake up the nation by <laughs> No, that, again, that'd be the clash. Should I stay or should I go after your first coffee of the day? Should I stay? Yeah. Or should, I should I have a second or should I? Oh no, twist or bust. Um, let's All have right, all right. The Rolling Stones' one hundred best albums of the two thousands. Right. What is number one hundred of the last twenty-one years? Of the last of the two thousands. Yeah, so the last 21 years. We're in 2021. You know what? I'm not, I'm not sure what year this this uh, <laughs> list was made in. It might have been 2000. <laughs> but I did some screenshots. Okay. So. Oh, I'm going to go with... I'm He's one of the greats. Oh, I guess it's a he. <laughs> so I'll give you that hint. Well, I was going to go for something... Right at the start of the 2000s and the debut album, I was going to say Parachutes by Coldplay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, who on earth then? I don't know any of the songs on this. Or I don't think I know any of these. Oh, but, right. Okay. So um, I know it. It's Leonard Cohen's 10 new songs. And this is what Rolling Stone has right. said. So, Leonard Cohen's wanna... 10 new songs. Yes. I'm, I'm guessing this was brought out before he passed. And uh, tenths, it's his 10th studio album released in 2001. His 10th? Yeah. It was co-written and produced by Sharon Robinson. It was produced in Cohen's and Robinson's home studio in Los Angeles. It was his first album in nearly 10 years. 
Jeez. It won the Juno. Oh, it was nominated for Juno Award for Pop Album of the Year. Well, just there, pop and Leonard Cohen aren't two mm. words that I kind of put together. Maybe Canadians have a different idea of what pop is. <laughs> I'm guessing they must have. <laughs> your crown and your seal and rings here is your love for all things here is your card your cardboard and piss and here is your love for all this may everyone live
So what what was number one? Have you got number one was Radiohead's Kid A. Oh. See so you you you're you're quite uh fond of Radiohead, aren't you? You like their experimentation, their the fact I'm that they... yeah, I've grown to like them. Ooh. I've grown to like them. It every it's funny because I'm like new to the whole Radiohead sound. Right. There's a lot of catching up I need to do, but every time I hear a Radiohead song when it comes on the radio, I I my head snaps. I'm like, "What's that?" <laughs> yeah, they And they, it's Radiohead. <laughs> they don't plow the same furrow time after time, do they? They do kind of they do like to experiment and try different things. It's a, I have seen Leonard Cohen live, but I've never yeah. seen Radiohead. So I'll have to put them on the list. So how did you feel going into the Leonard Cohen gig? How did you feel coming out? Um, I was very, I had a lot of uh, Leonard Cohen songs that I really liked. I went with someone who's a big Leonard Cohen fan. Um, I sat there for hours listening to Leonard Cohen. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I left before the encore because I was kind of done listening to Leonard Cohen. <laughs> I know I feel it is not the thing to say about Leonard Cohen. I know he's such a master. Yeah, he's kind of (laughs) held in extremely high esteem. Um, I saw him at the Berkeley Performance Center in Boston, uh, which is a very nice venue to very good acoustics. So how long ago was this? It was in the 90s. Right. So 20 plus years. Some. Just a UK-based one now. Number ones. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. The first UK number one was November 52 and was at number one for my favourite number, nine weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Here in My Heart by Al Martino. Okay. That was the first number one. First one. Okay. Prior to to that chart... uh, Charts were based on sheet music, apparently, predominantly. Um, Up until 1951, that's interesting. So anyone in, in who bought, country, like... In this country, yeah, yeah. but But, I mean, weren't people buying, like, Bing Crosby's singles and Frank Sinatra's and... I, was, I think they were, but not in enough numbers. Whereas people, wow. people would go out and buy sheet music mm-hmm. and learn the tunes themselves, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So that was the way of grading what the popular songs of the day, I suppose. Or did they just hear it on the radio too? And so they liked it and they knew the words. Don't forget. On the wireless. On the the (laughs) steam-powered wireless. Don't forget until the late 60s here, it was literally two hours of programming a week for pop music on national radio. Two or three hours, that was it. And it was called the light program. Um, So 67 was the very first pop orientated radio station so that was 15 years after the chart started so yeah the, uh, number one what year did, was the number the 100th number one if the first one was in 1952 um time's up 56 <laughs> no 55 no 1960 oh wow it took that many so it took that many more years to get the hundredth number one. Yeah, eight years between the first and the one hundredth number one. So things must have sat at number one for a long time, for well, weeks. First, I'd say that first one just over two months. 
Wow. <laughs> uh, mm. And the 100th was a tune called Do You Mind? And it was by the prototype David Bowie himself, Anthony Newley. Oh, our, our favourite. <laughs> one of... One of our very, very favorite. <laughs> if I say I love you, do you mind? Make an idol of you, do you mind? If I shower you with kisses, if I tell you, honey, this is how I think of heaven. Do you mind? I wanna whisper, whisper sweet nothings in your ear. Nothings that are meant for my love alone to hear. So then, if I say I love you, do you mind? Do you mind If I shower you with kisses If I tell you Honey, this is how I think of heaven Do you mind I wanna whisper Whisper sweet nothings in your ear Nothings that are for my love alone to hear So then if I say I love ya Do you mind, baby? Make an idol of you Do you mind? If I shower you with kisses If I tell you, honey, this is how I think so come on hit me with another one all right all right uh okay on the uk charts Oh. What was the number 100 album of the 2000s? Oh, God, of the 2000s. Mm. That's got to be something by Coldplay. It has to be. No, but it's uh, someone who means something to both you and to me. Not together. Separately, we have discovered this person. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm just looking He's at not my, behind you. I'm looking at some <laughs> records. Just <laughs> who the hell could it be? How about the? Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't give you that hint. But is this a, this is a solo artist? It's a solo artist who has, who I know has moved you, on occasion. <laughs> Don't look so scared. <laughs> God, a solo artist who has moved me on occasion. Yes. I'm not sure if there's anything on this particular album that has moved you, but... Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> no? No. <laughs> All right. The answer is David Gray. 
day. Oh, great. Um, yes. So that will be New White Day Ladder. at midnight. Oh, New Day at midnight. Right. So that's yes. the follow up to White Ladder. There's there's definitely some stuff on there I do like. Yeah. And the thing I'm is, looking at it. he is so so unfashionable. He was. Yeah. Ne- he was never fashionable. something the number one album is also someone who would we who we would say is not fashionable is it rod stewart no (laughs) no 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 i would say maybe from the same era as david gray maybe came into prominence not fashionable from the same era people got hammered over the head with him so much that I think he kind of went out of fashion. And he might even agree with that. <laughs> Have I got any of his records? 
I don't know. I would think not. Oh, well, hug no. Um, <laughs> He's from your country. Right. And I think the story about him was that he served in the military and then became a singer. And so that gave him like this great backstory. Oh, God. You're about. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the tank commander himself, James Blunt. Right. Oh. He's number one. Back to Bedlam. Yeah, I mean, he put out more <laughs> albums after that, but that is the one that people That's the went, number one. People went absolutely do-lally over that album. Absolutely lost their, their sense of whatever over that album. Terrible. So if you had to... He has had, a new album out. He does. Yes, and it sounds to me when I listen to it like it's a melodic James Blunt song with a manufactured dance beat behind it, so that maybe the kids will buy it. Like when I listen to him, like what the hell is this? I, what they're just it's you awful. know put this dance track behind a pretty song? Do the words <laughs> awful leap does the word awful leap to your mind does, is that the, a good way to conjure up um lazy is what it sounds like with the dance beat in the background he i must admit his music never done anything for me and if i remember rightly and correctly when that album first came out back to bedlam i think i actually bought it on cd to see what all the fuss was about mm-hmm and that's I can see that. That's as far as it got. <laughs> like, right. Um, is that song "You're Beautiful" that is on that album? Right? Is that right? <laughs> it's just awful. It's just awful. I mean, he's. I can see like, you now going. I am not going to drop that song in here on I'm podcast not, right now. I'm I am not, not going to play that. Now this is probably more america based because it's the okay. rock and roll hall of fame which isn't based in uh where is, is it where's it in based detroit. In, in is it detroit but they used to have the ceremonies elsewhere or they've had the ceremonies various parts of america haven't they uh they might have they might have needed a theater big enough maybe hmm. and the, the one in detroit wasn't big enough maybe right. so or there weren't enough celebrities willing to go to detroit <laughs> They hired, they hired a telephone booth <laughs> at Grand Central Station and two people stood in it and performed the ceremony from there. So um, it's a bit of a, a weird one, this, because they have more okay. than one inductee per year. Okay. Yes, they do. So yeah. the first year, any guess when the, the first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was? The first, I would say, was in... I've now got to make sure I've still got that. I think it was in the 90s. Was it in the 90s? I believe, I believe it wasn't. <laughs> uh, God. I believe it was 1986. I did have the app oh, open. Okay. Um, and now, as usual, Fat Fingered Fred here has gone and shut it down inadvertently. But the amongst the first inductees that first year, right, Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Domino, Everly Brothers, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lewis, Elvis Presley. Okay. Uh, what Jerry Lee Lewis. 
Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> Not Jerry Lewis. No, Jerry Lee Lewis. Sorry. One's talented, the other one's <laughs> awful and hangs around, used to hang around with Dean Martin. A common theme, all male. All oh. male. So, that, like I say, they, they were in the uh, original inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I haven't been able to back up with, uh, obviously... <laughs> more facts because i've accidentally shut the app down on my phone but could you hazard a guess who was the hundredth and i think i let this slip to you recently hundredth if you can't remember then obviously you weren't listening to me that disproves <laughs> your claim that you do listen <laughs> so uh, about no, no reputations on the line here at all is there <laughs> Let's see, the hundredth. I'm gonna go for another male. Right. I'm guessing. Hmm, let's see. Who am I gonna guess? Why am I pulling a blank here? Um <laughs> I'm gonna go for Glenn Campbell. Close. Oh. Christian name begins with a G. That's as close as I'm gonna let you get. <laughs> it's not it was, my buddy Graham, is it? No. <laughs> It was, it was 98, and uh, the in uh, alphabetical order, the 100th, Gene Vincent. Well, I heard John say, man, she's my gal. I heard all of her say, man, she's my pal. Well, the John jumped up. Other inductees that year were the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, Mums and the Puppers, Lloyd Price, and Santana. Do we have another 100, please, Heidi? Well, I went searching to find VH1's 100 Greatest Rock Songs of All Time. Number, What's number 100? It's a classic. I mean, I guess it would have to be, right? I'm not um, telling you anything. 
Well, if it's if if it's in the top two hundred and it's number one hundred, yeah, it's going to be a classic. I'm guessing. Um, one hundred greatest rock songs of all time, according to VH1. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Um, no, and I wouldn't lean so heavily into the rock word. Oh, I mean, rock. I'm talking about rock. I guess is a greater, uh, not so specific. You. I don't know if you would call it a rock song. You probably wouldn't. So rock could in fact be more than just rock. It could actually it could be. be a little roll. <laughs> it could be some roll in this. Yeah. I think I'll tell you. Is it a band or a solo artist? Band. Beatles? No. Stones? Other side of the Atlantic. Beach Boys? No, not a band like that. Oh, God. What other bands has America band. produced apart from the Beach Boys? Try uh... <laughs> one or two. <laughs> you know I'm joking. Oh, I don't know. Temptations. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Really? Yep.
Number one? Right. <laughs> Let's go back to the other side of the Atlantic. Let's pick one of those two bands uh, and let's pick number one. The Beatles. No. Nope. Not the Beatles. Not the Beatles, but the? The Stones. So it must be number one. Satisfaction. Yeah. You See, got it. I don't know why. I, I, I suppose it's... A lot of it is to do with the fact that obviously forty percent of the original stones are still operating, so obviously they've carried on making music, haven't they? Uh, for fifty years since the Beatles split, but I don't know. I kind of always felt that, for me personally, the Beatles were a better band. I don't know why. I, mm. I think it is a bit like my ex and his first band. The Beatles pretty much went out at the top. There was there was no they didn't get so far yeah, and then there was like, no slow decline. Yeah, no the quality control wasn't didn't go to pieces and all that, you know. You can't I mean for my ex, you couldn't ask better than going out on a number one single, a number one album, sold out tour, thank you very much, good night. You know, yeah. rather than playing to smaller crowds, less successful records and all that sort of stuff. Because as great as the band of the Stones are, they have released some turkeys, haven't they? They've had yes. 
and I, I, I do follow Ronnie Wood on Instagram, and he every day on his tour he does a video of him doing the set list because he mm-hmm. writes the set list, doesn't he? And then does little drawings on it and all that sort of stuff. It's it's really good. What I, I just oh, love I'll it. have to follow him. Yeah, he has like the big A three uh, piece of block of paper, and he writes like the venue, the date. And then does all little drawings and patterns amongst it, and like the key changes, so he knows what like the guitars and all that. And uh, they, most of their material was probably that they play on their tour was recorded in the first thirteen years of their existence. Mm. You know, and that's probably why I probably have a softer spot for the Beatles because their catalogue, even though. She loves you is like whimsy compared to right. tomorrow never knows. Yeah. It is, it's just literally perfection from first to last. There's not much duff mm-hmm. stuff in between. Let's have a money based one, okay? Money based. All right, money based. One of my favourite things on the internet on my phone is an app called Discogs. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where people buy, sell records, tapes, CDs, etc., etc. Uh, we're going to play Guess the Value, okay? Guess the Value. So, the 100th most expensive sale on Discogs, okay, was September 2019, and it was for a 7-inch single that came out in 1965, a Scar record by Alton Ellis, and the record's called Mouther Massey, how much did that sell for? And this is in dollars, okay? $1,500. Very close. Fourteen seventy five. Is it lower or higher? Higher. A little higher, okay. Mm. A little higher? <laughs> Perhaps a little bit more than a little. A sp- oh, okay. A bit more than a smidge and a tad combined, and we're <laughs> somewhere near. Uh, two thousand two hundred fifty. No. Do you want me to put you out of your misery? Yeah, well, put me out of my misery. Yeah, tell okay. me. Three thousand nine hundred and twenty-two. So I wasn't even close. <laughs> but it made you feel. I mean, knowing you could I, have been close. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew. I didn't think it was something like ten thousand. No. I mean, I think, I think a lot of uh, vinyl is expensive, but it's not out of reach, really. No, I, I think completely um, out of reach. That makes that Nick Drake box set or that Nick Drake thing that we saw seem like a bargain, doesn't it? It does. It really does. <laughs> makes it seem like a hell of a bargain. I'm not saying that. that was like the first pressing of. Uh, his first LP, uh, wasn't it? Um, time of five, no reply. Or? Five, five leaves left. The first five leaves left. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
So now we're going on to number one, okay? Number one. This is a, a, a record, a, a promo double 12-inch that came out in 2008 by a British DJ by the name of Scaramanga Silk. And the, the record was called Choose Your Weapon. And that's the most expensive? On, sold on Discogs. Only, on, I mean, not including... Oh, all, sold on Discogs. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, someone's been prepared to pay £4,000 for a seven-inch lump of plastic that's probably... that could. Oh, I bet it's a Japanese collector. Well, the thing is, I mean, I've got records that are only two years old, so, and I've looked after them, and they still get scratched and marked easily. So mm. we're talking about something that's nearly 60 years old in the case of that seven-inch single. And most seven-inch singles, they look like they've been used for clay pigeon shoes yeah. or something like that. You know? <laughs> so to be in that kind of condition, it's got to be in the best condition to get $4,000. Mm. But we're talking a double LP um, from... A promo, double a promo, up. from thirteen years ago. And wow! This sold December last year. This sold for this figure is hmm. how much? Well, let's see. If number one hundred was three thousand dollars, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with. $24,000. How far off am I? <laughs> higher or lower? Oh, higher. Oh, higher. Higher. Yeah. $75,000. No, lower. Oh, okay. No, you've gone crazy now. You've gone Yeah. So now now put me out of my misery. <laughs> um, it sold for $41,095. Okay. So I was off by half on my 100, off by half on number one. Yeah. So I guess whatever my gut feeling is, I should double it. Yeah. Well, you, you know, if uh, if you were selling a copy, you'd be great to buy one off of. You know, you'd be getting <laughs> so what do you think is your, which album do you have or vinyl or seven inch that, that you have, do you think is your most valuable piece? Do I you can, know, or I, do you have a hunch? I can tell you what is my most valuable piece. And I'll, okay. I'll, tell me. <laughs> I don't want to appear <laughs> boastful. I mean, I, I know people that have got... We won't tell you where he lives. <laughs> and if word does get out, I'm moving tomorrow, by the way, just in case word does get out. It, uh, he doesn't keep this on the premises. It's in a vault I in mean, a bank. It, it does... <laughs> It does vary on how the market's doing, but of okay. what have the highest prices they've commanded. Uh, my second highest is a Paul Weller solo album from 19 years ago, which has sold for £686 oh. on vinyl. Which one is that? Illumination. Um, and my most valuable... At its high, at its peak, uh, valuable peak, revolver, seven hundred and fifty-six dollars. So, do we have another one hundred? Well, while we're talking, since we've spoken so much about the Beatles, mm. let's. What do you think Rolling Stones' top 
number 100 of the top 100 Beatles songs of all time. What would number 100 be? And this article was written in Rolling Stone by Elvis Costello. So I'm not sure if he picked the songs or he just wrote the piece. So. So what do you think number 100 is? I'm I'm torn between two songs. And it's Strawberry Fields. Now remember, we're not talking about number one. We're talking about number 100. Oh, number 100. Oh, Right. Because this is 100 podcast, not number one. Number 100. So you got to go down. Mm. I feel fine. Uh, no, good choice, but it's hello, goodbye. Really? Yes. Mm. You say yes.
Number one. Well, what do you think number one is? Oh, well, I'm going to say Strawberry Fields or Penny Lane. Uh, Day in the Life. Oh. <laughs> right era, wrong album. Yeah. Or oh, right, right, wrong song. Right, right vibe. Mm. One of those life kind of songs. I must admit, it is a, um, that tune, Day in the Life, is it's pretty damn good. That that period where they done a day in life. You don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind it's it. It's not I, pony. I can live with it. I can live <laughs> with that. This isn't a, a one or one hundred. It's just a. This is from facts dot net. Okay. Okay. Just a one off fact. So you know because it's one. It's from facts dot net, and two. It's on the internet. You know it has to be true now, <laughs> don't you? You know it has to be true. I was just thinking, where is Elvis when you need him? Telling us about that the truth will eventually come out. <laughs> That's what we need. But did you know Japan has the shortest national anthem in the world? I did not know that. I so, wonder who has the longest national anthem. Oh, well, I mean, hmm. if you think of the Olympics, <laughs> I mean, you, you start to... You don't hate, you loathe perhaps certain countries winning a gold because then you know that, oh, God, this national anthem is going to go on forever. You know, some of these smaller African nations, some of theirs are great because they're so up-tempo and jolly and, and other ones. You know, it's like when you think back to the old Eastern Bloc Europe. Yes. You know, oh, got Russian trawl of the music. Winter oh. is coming. <laughs> yeah. It was awful it was some of the worst things ever so um yeah i, I, I don't know what the longest like i say this is just on facts.net it just mm. come up that you know japan has the shortest national anthem mm. and i thought hey that's interesting well i thought it was not this i i need to know that but so the last 100 i just have one more all right one more it was all i had time for when i when this brilliant idea popped into my head <laughs> Brilliant idea. Well, when I first started doing this, I realized that it makes much more sense if you don't just write the number one hundred, you have to also include what was number one. Mm. So yeah. my the last one I have is as of two thousand and four, because that's when this when I when this piece I I found on the internet, the Rolling Stones one hundred greatest songs of all time. As of 2004. Um, <laughs> so what was number 100? And number 100, again, the 100s are kind of random. Mm. Um, so I suppose the only thing you could say is whether it actually belongs in the 100 or not. And the number one is not that random. I might go get myself a can of Guinness too. I saw you open that can. What time is that? that? That's number five. <laughs> Um, seven o'clock. Yeah, -ish. Oh, I'm gonna say some like Little Red Rooster or whatever. Um, no, it's much more modern. Really? Yeah. Waiting on a friend. Uh, no, no, it's not <laughs> by. It's probably it's by someone you know, but again, it's kind of random. It's crazy. Gnarls Barkley's crazy. <laughs> I remember when I lost my mind. 
Oh, so, I'm sorry. I, I heard the words Rolling Stones and I had brain fart. No, Rolling Stone uh, magazine. I should have said Rolling Stone oh, magazine. See, there's me thinking of the stones. Noel's Barkley. Crazy. And on, on what context? This is the top. The 100 greatest songs of all time, by according to Rolling Stone magazine. Crazy by Noel's Barkley is potentially i don't like what the 100 greatest songs well yeah 100 right crazy? Uh, here we go here we go if uh if gray sunny day by the cow Sills isn't on that isn't number 99 to number one <laughs> i refute that list because gray sunny day knocks the socks off of crazy by noel's barkley i'm sorry but that's a fact that's a fact. I'm trying to think when that song came out and maybe was it in people's consciousness of the time and that's why it's there. Like Oxygen, it was everywhere, wasn't it? That track yeah, really I'm wondering. was everywhere. And, Has it uh, stood the test of time? I can still hear it when I hear the title. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 um, it's the sort of thing that you would hear. You, you could imagine hearing in, say, like a, when you go go to a hair salon if they've got radio on or whatever you could imagine hearing it on the radio now you could imagine hearing it even in the grocery store being piped over mm -hmm. over the music you know uh so yeah unfortunately he's still here i'm guessing <laughs> unfortunately but number one is much more obvious oh it's, it's much again more... it's a much more like yeah i get why it's there oh god so you have to go to the greats. Yeah, but you're asking me to pick one I know. song. It's harder. All but... the greats over. Well, let's say Rolling Stone magazine is picking this mm. song. And I will tell you, it's not the Rolling Stones, but Rolling Stone magazine is picking this. Right. Buddy Holly? No, it is. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, it's by it's by a solo guy. Um, same, you know, Stones, Beatles, Dylan. Ah, Dylan, and it's blown in the wind, like a Rolling Stone. Oh, like a Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Close, blown in the wind, like a Rolling Stone. Uh, I've just re I've just wrote a new verse there for Mr. Zimmerman. Really? Oh. On that note, can we just take a quick break and right. we'll come back to this question? We can take a break, but unfortunately, we're out of time for this podcast number 100. So hopefully, we will come back to this very question and this podcast at a later date. Thanks once again to Heidi Gillette for being my guest on this special podcast. And I'll just say goodbye and uh, leave you with Mr. Joe Ninety. Thank you.